Face the Music, a pre-ELO song-by-song podcast is sponsored by fine people like Warren Butson. This is Face the Music, a pre-ELO song-by-song podcast. Episode 067, Knocking Nails into My House. all about. Knocking Nails Into My House was released as the B-side of Skeleton and the Roundabout in March 1968. It didn't appear on an album until the April 1996 Idol Race compilation, Back to the Story. It was written by Jeff Lynne, but not sung by him. In August 2015, John Vanderkeest wrote in Jeff Lynne Electric Light Orchestra before and after. The B-side, Knocking Nails Into My House, featured a lead vocal from Dave Pritchard, and the song was covered by fellow Midlands group Ambrose Slade, later Slade, on their debut album Beginnings, issued in May 1969 and later released in the U.S. as Ballsy. Get out of my house! Exodus! Hi, I'm Eric Winsenson. And I'm Eric Paul Johnson. And today we're going to be doing a little bit of construction work. Yes, we have... Well, we don't really have something to erect this time. I think uh, other people want us to de-erect what has been erected. Yeah, this is something that is definitely being removed. (laughs) Yes. This is the flip side of Skeleton in the Roundabout. It's called Knocking Nails into My House. Is that some sort of euphemism? No, it's actually not. Oh, okay. <laughs> They're disassembling his house while he's still in it. <laughs> yeah. Well, his, in quotes, because, yeah, the opening line, this is my house, but they say it's not. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> there's usually a fine delineation there. Yeah. Dave Pritchard sings this one, even though Jeff Lynn wrote it. When you put the single together between the two, because Skeleton in the Roundabout took me a couple listens to really enjoy. Mm-hmm. This is different. It's like right away, oh yeah, I like this. It's <laughs> nice. This is the goofy I like. Mm-hmm. This is the goofy kind of stuff I like. And the two songs together on the same single, oh, this is perfect. <laughs> this is wonderful. They work hand in hand. You got Jeff on the first side. You got Dave Pritchard on the second side. Both Jeff's songs. A great B-side, it's a great song all around, and I like it. Even with that gooey boom-boom thing in the middle. (laughs) In this case, it just adds to it. Either that or I'm in a really good mood and very, um... I shouldn't be in a good mood, I gotta go to work soon. But, (laughs) so that probably proves it's a good song. Yeah, I'd never heard this before, ever. Uh, No, wait, I did hear it. Jill Chenault, a couple years ago for my birthday, gave me the Back to the Story CD, and it has all the Idol Race songs on it, and I listened to it when I got it, and I haven't listened to it since. Not because I hated it, the CD, 
Thank you very much, Joe, for that CD. Because it's the future. <laughs> I don't think we listen to albums like we used to, where we get it. And we listen to it a bunch of times. I think, at least for me anyway, now, get an album. I like that one. Let's put those songs on a playlist, along with 24,000 other songs. And then I just play random whenever I listen to music. So there's a 1 in 24,000 chance that I would hear Knocking Nails into my house. So this week was the first time that I'd heard it in a couple years and had forgotten about it until I heard it. I did enjoy the womb of the, the kettle drum at the beginning. In a way, it kind of reminded me of Lothar and the Hand People's comic strip, the way that starts, except they don't bend the kettle drum notes in it. And then it went on its way. And I thought, well, this, it's not a bad song. It's okay. It kind of has the same sound as sitting in my tree and, and skeleton around about. It's a piano, that kind of old saloon barroom piano that was in this and the other ones. But when they hit that chorus, I really freaking love that chorus. And there's more of that kettle drum. It was stepping on the pedal to make it bend all up like that. I was in. I was all in on this song at that point. I wasn't just, well, this is a nice song. I was like, this is a great friggin' song. And I loved it. And when it goes into that bridge where it's got the drums going, I love that. I kind of wish the drums were a little bit clattery sounding, at least when they're doing their little mini drum roll. But I mean, that's my tiny little nitpick with this song. It's fantastic. I loved it when I first heard it, and I couldn't get enough of hearing it. So this morning, when I usually listen to what song we're going to cover a bunch of times, I had no problem just playing this over and over again for an hour. It's catchy. It's fun. And what's really great about it, what really sells me on it, is it's whimsical. And it just makes me think, oh my god, the, the, the modern Jeff Lynne, air quote, ELO songs would be so much better if Jeff Lynne added some whimsy to it. Some of, like, this kettle drum in here or some other things. I'm not saying he has to go full-on Spike Jones. That might be a little bit too ridiculous. But I know you got it in you, Jeff. Just take your whimsy out. Just take it out from wherever you got it stuffed. Let it out. Let it fly. Let, put it in everybody's face so we can all enjoy your whimsy for a change. You kind of lost a lot of your whimsy. Bring it back. It really helps songs. Whimsy just even makes it even better. I just figured out the next step for Jeff Lynn's ELO. Yeah? Kind of do what he did with the very best of ELO, but do it with Idle Race. And re-record it all, just the way he does it now. See, I had this notion. When we were covering secret (laughs) messages, I think it was, hello, my old friend. I thought, it seems like, kind of borrowing from the psychedelic 60s era, and I thought it'd be great if Jeff Lynne worked that into his songs now, in the 21st century. Maybe he could take some of the more funner Idol Race songs, like this one here, and redo them, and I stopped myself in mid-sentence, because... No, I heard what he did to modernize the ELO songs. So, we don't need Sonic updating now that we've got all these great recording technology that I know Jeff Lynne did not have access to in 1968. If he remade Idol Ray songs, I think at this point it would be hollow Xerox of a Xerox. VHS of a VHS copy of it and it would remove all the fun and spirit of it. But one thing we would still know is it's still going to be better than this new U2 album. 
Please, bands, stop reimagining. <laughs> it rarely ever works. I was kind of confused about a couple of things in the song. First of all, the story. I, I don't really know if it's really set up who these people are, why they're taking down his house, or if they're even people. Are they just like little gnomes that run around tearing people's homes down and live in the shed out in back? Because he says at some point they tear apart his house, or knock nails in, or tear apart his house, which he also says is very strong. Apparently somebody didn't learn the story about the pigs. And then at night they go into a shed. Like, I don't know, to sleep, have supper, watch TV. I mean, it is the late 60s, and it's psychedelia, so it's not completely unreasonable to think that maybe these are gnomes or trolls, and they just get their giggles going around destroying people's homes. Or did he not pay bills, and instead of being evicted, people are going to tear down his house? It sounds more like he's a squatter. That, yeah. I got the feeling at the beginning he was either a squatter or a ghost. But the man in the van that's looking very angry <laughs> is probably not going to be looking angry at a ghost. Um, he, he's probably yeah. going to have a different look on his face. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, he probably would. When the ghost comes out and says, what are you doing about my home? Ah! <laughs> yeah, so I kind of got the idea that he's some sort of hippie squatter. Because leftists never think they got to pay for anything. Damn long-haired hippies. <laughs> But, yeah, it does sound like he's a squatter, and he's in a house that's condemned, and the guy in the van is the foreman, and he is probably not going to be too happy if the guy that's squatting doesn't get the point by the time there's only one room left of the entire home. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that makes more sense. The other thing that had me confused for a long time is because everything I read said it was sung by Dave Pritchard, and I kept thinking... Are they sure? Because it really sounds like Jeff Lynne on the other Idol Ray songs that we've heard. He sounds really close to young Jeff Lynne. That's the first thing I thought when I heard it is, this isn't Jeff Lynne. <laughs> and then I had to make sure that I looked up the name so I didn't get the name wrong of who's singing it. Luckily, Jeff Lynne database is there to help out. Yes, yes. Yeah, I really, really like the song, and if I run into this single at some time, I've got to get it. Yeah, or get the CD that Joe Chenault got me for my birthday a couple years ago. The Idories, back to the story. Got something to say about knocking nails into my house? Then call the telephone line voicemail. 623-850-3375. Call now. <laughs> Well, hello, this is Dr. Troy with my thoughts on knocking nails into my house. I love that title, by the way. And I overall like this song. It's kind of quirky. The cadence of the vocals and the rhythm reminds me of Flowers in the Rain by The Move. 
This is certainly, I think, betrays a move influence, as many of the Idol Race songs that I've heard up to this point do. My favorite things about the song, the guitar line that recurs throughout the, the fuzzy guitar distortion. It reminds me of the guitar fill in the Yardbird's Heart Full of Soul. And I love the ending. I love the way the song comes to a halt, and then these vocals kick in, and it sounds like a chorus, and that is somewhat ELO-y, I think. But I'm wondering if there's something else going on here. Now, on the surface, the song appears to be about someone driving nails into his home. But I wonder if there is a deeper meaning. I will use David Bowie's Space Oddity as an example. Now, ostensibly, this song is about an astronaut stranded in space. But in the liner notes to the Bowie box set Sound and Vision, I learned that the song was actually inspired by the breakup of Bowie's relationship with a woman named Hermione. And there are other songs on the album that kind of lend credence to this, so I don't know for sure, but I kind of like to think that maybe the protagonist in the song, his life is falling apart, and he's trying to put it all back together, and he uses the metaphor of driving nails into the walls of his home. Well, who knows, but I'll talk to you next week. This is Troy. Feast the Music, a pre-ELO song-by-song podcast, is a production of Radio Trolla Entertainment Assorted Deli Meets Amalgamated. You can contact us by voicemail at 623-850-3375 or email us at eloftmpodcast at gmail.com and we'll read and reply to it on the show. Keep up to date by joining our Facebook group and spread the word by sharing the link or giving us a quick rating on iTunes. Subscribe to our YouTube page, the Electric Light Orchestra Podcast Channel, to hear other goodies. You can financially support the podcast at patreon.com slash ELOpod or PayPal using the podcast's email address or send a check or money order to P.O. Box 1932, Superior, Arizona 85173. Next week, episode negative zero six six Yellow Green. Boing, boing.